0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love
0: God, love people, and love life.
1: This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word; I'm a doer of the Word. This Word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind. Are to and the message that I'm about to Flip open in your Bibles. Go to Galatians chapter six. Somebody shout, "I'm ready." I'm ready. Say it again. Say, "I'm ready." I'm Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. We're in a series of teachings called Relationship Revolution. We began uh, on uh, last uh, week, and, uh, and I want to take it another further today. In order for relationships to get better, the people in those relationships must get better. Amen. It is foolish for you to try to fix a relationship of any kind without first dealing with the individuals in the relationship. Amen. Who cares if you got a nice agreement, but the folk in the agreement crazy. Amen. So touch the neighbor and say, this whole message is for you. Mm -hmm. So today, I ain't talking to your neighbor. I'm talking to you. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. This is a very familiar verse. Even if you didn't know where it was, you're very familiar with the content. It says this, do not be deceived. In in other words, don't act shocked. God is not mocked for uh, whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Let me say it another way. Whatever a man puts out. That's what a man's going to receive back. Let me say it another way. What goes around, do not be deceived. Touch your neighbor and say, quit acting surprised. Whatever it is that you're sowing, that's what you should expect to read. That's what you should expect to get back. Uh, In fact, there there is a tool that was created for that that illustrates that principle of sowing and reaping. It's called a returning boomerang. So so do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Neighbor. today Today, we've got to find out what what boomerangs you've been throwing. Father, I decrease that you might increase. Speak through me now. Taylor, may customize this word for us, your people, that we might move and walk in those things that you have ordained. Today, help us not to just see the things other people have done to us, but help us to see the things that we do. And so today, Father, we pray that there would be a spirit of humility released in this place, a spirit of repentance released in this place, Father, that would cause us to evaluate our own ways. So that we can begin sowing what it is we desire to reap in every relationship that we're in. And we honor you for it now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. As you take your seats, just high five that neighbor. Tell them boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. Boom. This relationship revolution that we're in, it literally means to have a sudden. Somebody say sudden. sudden. Complete. Say complete. complete. And drastic. Say Drastic. It is a sudden, complete, and drastic change in the way we relate to one another. And we are not just dealing with male relationships or dating relationships. We are dealing with all types of relationships because watch this. The average and normal way we do relationships isn't working. I'm going to say it again. The way we've been doing relationships isn't working. That's why you got so many folk that's mad and hurt and bitter and, and sad and all this because the way we've been doing it is not sufficient any longer. Touch your neighbor say, normal, normal. is not going to work no more. Now, that ain't going to cut it. That worked for the 2013 version of you, but that is not going to work for the 2014 version of you because you're better, you're wiser, and you're stronger, and it's time for you to have some good relationships. See, I just need to know at this 11.15 a.m. experience, if there's some people in here that say I'm sick and tired of messed up friendships, messed up family relationships, messed up, I'm ready for what God has ordained for me, and if he died so I can have life, I expect to have life and life more abundantly. High five somebody, say boom! Boomerang. Boomerang. now watch this for relationships to get better i've said this the people in them must get better first so we've got to start by asking ourselves some questions but before we ask that question let's welcome all of those in our overflow section here we're excited that you're in the worship experience with us today now, now watch this touch your neighbor say you need to ask a question now we got to ask you a question we got to ask you a question and by the way it's ask not acts okay because in Denver, you, oh, it's I don't know what that is. That's a tool to cut stuff. It's ask. Touch your neighbor say ask, ask. Yes. All right. I, I can ask you this question. How do you treat people? Better yet, how have you treated people? Because perhaps the treatment you're receiving from people now is simply a harvest of the treatment you've sown before. How do you treat those above you? How do you treat those under you? How do you treat those horizontal to you? And question, how do you treat you? watch this, uh, uh, how you treat yourself is often the zenith or the apex of your capacity to treat others, Jesus gave it to us like this they asked him, they said master what is the greatest commandment, he says that you will love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, heart and strength, but then he says but the second one is like it, that you will love your neighbor watch it as yourself, the word as introduces a mathematical equation which gives us the capacity to which you have the ability to love somebody else, you cannot give to somebody else what you do not first to give to yourself, and the issue many of you have is you're expecting from people what they won't do for them they won't tell themselves the truth so why are you shocked when they lie to you they won't be loyal to themselves so why are you shocked when they're not loyal to you you cannot get blood from a turnip so how is it that i'm expecting to get something from someone that they do not first give to themselves touch your neighbor say how do you treat you okay are you faithful to you when you set a goal do you stick to it or do you quit because if you quit on you no wonder why you quit on people It's quiet in the church. All right? No, 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 no. Watch this. Watch this. Say, I must get better. See, if you want a better marriage, it's not about let's sit down and have couples counseling. Before you get there, you need to have you counseling and you counseling. Before you're going to get this together, y'all got to get you and her together. And the issue is you're trying to fix a union, but you've not fixed the components in the union. And I'm not saying couples counseling. What I'm saying is, is if you got two crazies, no wonder you ain't got nothing but crazy. And don't sit up here and act like you don't know some crazy. F- if you don't know no crazy folk, because you're the crazy one we know. <laughs> now, how do you treat people? Let's answer that question truthfully, because to be disingenuous in our answer to that question is to our own demise, is to our own peril, is to our own defeat. How do you treat other people? Do you do you treat other people the way you want to be treated? You've heard it said the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, the Bible calls it so what you want to reap. So the question is, how do you treat people? And I'm not talking about the you that's really happy. I'm talking about the you that's not happy because that you is the real essence of you. You don't really know who a man or woman is until you observe them in a valley. When you observe a man or woman in a valley, you are now dealing with the real essence of who they are because who they are when they're pretending is not who they are when they don't have to pretend. And in the valley, you don't often feel like pretending, so you don't pretend, so you be what you really are the whole time if you really want to know who somebody is single folk let me help you wait till you see them in a valley because you don't know who they are when they just got a promotion and a brand new job and a brand new car you're gonna find out who they are when they got hell coming from every side that's who they really are y'all not saying nothing to me if you want to know if you got faithful friends see them in a valley because if they go ghost on you and disappear every time they go through something in a valley that's who they really are now, 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 no. how do we treat other people? Uh, there are two types of uh, boomerangs I discovered. Uh, a regular boomerang is a throne tool that's designed to spin about an axis perpendicular to its direction of flight. But the boomerang you and I are most familiar with is called a returning boomerang. Say returning boomerang. Uh, It's designed to be thrown in a closed arch path, and then it returns to the thrower. Now, watch this. The returning boomerang illustrates a biblical principle called reaping what you sow. Uh, The Hindus and the Buddhists may call it karma, but the Bible calls it seed, time, and harvest. Its origin is found in Genesis. Genesis says, as long as the earth remains, there remains seed, time, and harvest, which means I cannot expect a harvest that I have not first sown into first. Which then also means whatever harvest I'm experiencing is indicative of something I may have sown previously. Y'all know I like movies. I love movies. I love movies. I I Anybody else like movies? Thank you for the five of you that do. Okay. So then all five of us, we're going to go and check something out. We're going to go watch Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Now, don't be talking to me the whole time we're sitting up in there. (laughs) Bishop, you want some popcorn? No, I don't want no popcorn. I'm trying to watch the movie. But who is that? We're well, we watching it together. I don't know. If you, if you don't know, I probably don't know either. It's dark in here for a reason. <laughs> in 1992, the movie Boomerang hit the box office. Anybody know that movie? It's okay. I, you ain't got to lie at Harvest. I know some of you I can't say that. There. Watch this, Uh, in the movie Boomerang, there it is, in the movie Boomerang, uh, it's about, uh, in fact, the cover says it like this, put the cover up, the cover says it like this, it's when a player finally gets played. Uh, the film features supporting performances by Holly Berry. In fact, it helped launch the careers of Holly Berry and David Alan Greer and Martin Lawrence, and it stars Eddie Murphy as Marcus Graham. He is a hotshot advertising executive, the narrative says, who also happens to be an insatiable womanizer. And when he meets his new boss, Jacqueline Brewer, played by Robin Gibbons, Marcus discovers that she is essentially the female version of himself, and he begins to realize he's receiving the same treatment that he's delivered to others. He experienced the effect of a returning boomerang he was a womanizer he was unfaithful he was he just was ratchet tell me y'all know about ratchet folk if you don't know about ratchet folk then you the one we know i'm just messing with you say boomerang so so watch this he he would treat he, he would do women wrong got it And then one day, he thought, see, Jackie came in, and she came in to be the director of marketing for Lady Eloise Cosmetics. Marcus thought, since y'all ain't seen the movie here in Denver, only five of us have saw it. Marcus thought that if he slept with Lady Eloise, it was going to get him an opportunity to get the promotion in the marketing department. And so Lady Eloise had him over to the house. Marcus, darling. Marcus. Marcus. So he's like, I'm going to get my promotion. So, 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 so he does that. The problem is, is Lady Eloise didn't run nothing. See, the problem when you try to play people is what you think you're actually getting. When you try to scam folk what you think you're actually getting. When you try to get over on people what you think you're actually getting. See, they betrayed you with them to not only know that that person was going to turn around and stab them too. Because if you got one knife, what I found out is they normally carry two. What they do. Guys got to be right on it. Come on church. Got to be right on it. What they do. All the time they want to take your place. Okay, watch this. So anyway, watch. 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 Watch, watch, watch this. So, 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 so he doesn't get the promotion. Uh, because Jackie comes in, and, and Marcus he he found somebody. He was like, "Okay, she might be the one for me today." <laughs> <laughs> so so Marcus he he, he gets with Jackie, and, and but Jackie she's just like him. So you know they wake up one morning after doing something and had nobody doing, and 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 she getting dressed, and she leaves hundred dollars on the nightstand. And now this womanizer who normally didn't have a problem doing it to woman, women, he now pulls the covers up on himself real tight because he felt violated. Y'all remember the scene? Don't act like you don't remember the scene. Because he's experiencing what he sowed, but he doesn't like what he sowed. He's reaping what he sowed, but he doesn't like it. He's experiencing the return of the boomerang, and he doesn't like it. And I got a question for you today. Are you throwing out what it is you want to get back in the relationships you have in your life? Watch this. Watch this. Somebody shout boomerang. Now, now, watch this. It's not always easy for us to, to sow right or to throw the right boomerang or to treat people right because we've all been hurt by people. Who's been hurt by somebody? All right. Great. So welcome to the club. We all drank the Kool-Aid. We all signed up for the same counseling classes and all that together. Now, here, here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. We've all been hurt by people in the past. So guess what? Everybody experienced that. You're not the only one been lied to. You're not the only one been lied on. You're not the only one uh, folk and said stuff about you. And you're not the only one that they weren't man or woman enough have to say it to you. They put it on the computer. And he's real big behind that typewriter, you know. Real grown back there. You're not the only one to have that happen. But, but I want to give you an example of somebody who went through some stuff and, and had to deal with that. And for my note takers, I got three simple points for you today, but these are powerful. They're simple, but they're powerful. Sometimes we miss the simple in, in pursuit of the complex, but the complex doesn't give us uh, the answers that we need in terms of practical application. So here it is. Point number one, because uh, we got to deal with this hurt that you've all experienced and we've all experienced and I have experienced. Number one, pray for and forgive those that have hurt you and those you've hurt. Pray for and forgive those that have hurt you and those you've hurt. Now, we've all agreed that we've all been hurt, right? Now, didn't it make you mad? And then didn't it make you sad? And for some of y'all, didn't it make you cry? And for some of all, didn't those tears turn into rage? Thank you for the four of y'all that are honest. Some of y'all keep tools in your purse now, just in case rage. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) <laughs> now no watch this watch this watch this Matthew 5 44 Jesus says it is he says but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you now leave that verse up for a minute here's what's implied by Jesus saying this because sometimes sometimes we get surprised when we have drama with people Like, I don't know where this came from. Well, Jesus told you 2,000 years ago, you're going to have some folks that's going to become your enemy. And you're not even going to have to have done anything to have made them an enemy, but they're going to make themselves your enemy. So Jesus tells you, I'm telling you up front, you're going to have some enemies. You're going to have some haters. You're going to have some folk that don't want to see you do well. You're going to have some folk that don't want to see you succeed. And he says, I'm telling you up front, treat them right. Love here just means treat them right. And then he says, I want to tell you, you're going to have some folks to cuss you out. He said, oh, yeah, I'm telling you about it up front. And rather than you cussing them out back, instead, you bless them. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> Just your neighbor. Say, that's tough. If somebody is using a compound words with multiple syllables against you, you're going to feel like using compound words with multiple syllables against them. But Jesus said, I'm telling you up front, it's going to happen. So when it happens, bless you to jail, speak well of them while they're speaking crazy about you. Then he says, do good to those that hate you. In other words, he said, you're going to have some people that hate you and pray for those who use you. You're going to have some people that use you. He's telling you up front, all relationships are not going to be tiptoeing through the tulips. So up front, he tells us how to respond. Now, now, now here's the issue is many times when things happen, we, 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 we sometimes lose sight of that. In fact, sometimes when things happen, we, we lose sight of the fact that, that, that guess what? Uh, these things, Jesus already told us this stuff was going to happen. Now, here, here's what I want you to do. Uh, go to Job 42. Job 42. Job 42. I want to show you something about a man who went through some stuff who, 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 although his story predates Jesus' words, you see the principles in action. Because right? the point is, do what? Pray for and forgive those that have hurt you. And guess what? Those you've hurt. Here's what happens when you go when somebody hurts you. You think you ain't never done nothing to nobody else. And in fact, you'll say stuff like, I just be trying to love people. I'm just so nice to people. I don't know why people treat me like this. I guarantee you, if we were to do a history and to, and, and to bring all in people in your past and to bring them on an episode of the Bishop Foreman Show and we put them all on the stage, we'd have to have all kind of security out here because they'd be saying all kind of stuff about you. You'd be like, no, they didn't. I, what, what they say? Yes, Doesn't ever say. You've heard some people. Yes, Let's be honest. There's some folk you lied on. Yes, I know you're sitting in church today. I'm talking about not today. I'm talking about last Tuesday. But I'm talking about <laughs> it's some folk that you said some stuff about you didn't know to be true. And so you mad at folk gossiping about you, but you forgot about the folks you gossiped about. Yeah. Keep my name out your mouth. Well, keep their name out your mouth. Yeah. Okay, got it. Fine, whatever. All right. We're going there. Job 42 So I want you to see this. Now, y'all know what happened with Job. Job lost everything. Everybody say everything. Yeah. Don't say it like it from Denver. Say it like it from the South. Say everything. Yeah. He lost everything. Now, got this. Job has a break. Down. And I mean a severe breakdown. Job gets to the point where Job was like, uh, curse everything, curse the day my mama, was, but curse everything. Job was angry because he had lost everything, yet he didn't know what he had done to cause this loss. In fact, he didn't do anything because God initiates a conversation with Satan about Job because God could trust Job with trouble. Sometimes when you're going through things, you really ought to start rejoicing rather than being upset about it because sometimes it's an indication that God thinks more about you than you think about yourself. Could it be that god has been in heaven bragging about you could it be that god said i know that one's gonna get some bad financial news but i bet you they'll still praise me i bet you they'll still come to church i bet you they'll still worship i bet you they won't throw in the town. Ta- god has been bragging about you stop crying and complaining he so watch this. Verse, so 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 in b- about chapter forty two, Job is having his bounce back. We just got at the series bounce back. We talked about Job a little bit. Job has this terrible setback he loses everything and his body goes through all kind of physical issues and job has these three friends that come and they try to tell him what's going on and when his friends first showed up the bible says that they didn't say anything to job they just sat there silently which teaches us a principle sometimes the best thing to do with people is to just let them know that you're there but you don't have to say nothing to them sometimes the answer is presence not words not presence p-r-s-e-n-t-s presence p-r-s-e yes i got too fast Presence. Got it? Watch this. Uh, Job 42.1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, so Job is in the middle of his bounce back. Say he's bouncing back. he's bouncing back. Then Job answered the Lord and said, verse 2, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who I counseled without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I didn't understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Watch this. Job says, God, uh, while I was in the middle of my setback, I started saying crazy stuff. And I started saying stuff I didn't understand, stuff that was too wonderful for me to know. I started accusing people of this and saying this and doing that and doing that. And I was talking about what I didn't have any understanding about. I need to say something to all of you who think yourselves to be pseudo counselors with people. You got to be very careful when you call yourself giving folk advice and tell your folks saying stuff to people. And you got to be very careful. Watch this. When you're going through your own setbacks and your own valleys because you're going to sometimes utter stuff that you really had no business uttering. You ever said something to only look back and say, that was the most stupid and ridiculous thing I could have ever said? What I should have did was just took a, taken another breath and hushed. They, they used to say it in the old church, hush. Why, somebody's calling, you? shut your mouth sometimes. You just need to be quiet. So Job says, Lord, I was talking too much. Said, I ran my mouth too much. Forgive me. Look at verse 4. Listen, please, and let me speak, you said. So now Job reverses the conversation. He says, now, God, this is what you said to me. I will question you and you shall answer me. In fact, when the Lord's talking to Job, the Lord gets real, the Lord gets real firm with, with Job. That's why I love God. I love God because God knows just what to do just to get your attention the way he needs to get it. Because Job was sitting there acting kind of punkish. And the Lord responds to Job is like, stand up and act like a man. That's what the Lord said to him. The Lord said, to him. he said, strengthen yourself like a man. Don't come in here, all this crying and all this. Stand up. And I need to make an announcement to somebody in here. You've been going through some hell, and you've been going through some rough stuff. I got an announcement from heaven for you. Stop all that complaining. Stop. Stand up and act like a. Handle your business. (laughs) Sitting up here crying because somebody don't want to be with you, baby. If you want to go, there's the door. But I'm not crying. (laughs) Just your name is Act Like a Man. (laughs) now i mean this in the sense of handling responsibilities now watch this look at this look at this verse six uh, or verse five i have heard of you by the hearing of the ear but job says after i've been through all this hell now my eyes see you uh, Yeah, you know what i'm saying he said lord uh, mama them told me that you were a way maker daddy said you you can make a way out of no way they they told me you were a healer they told me that that you were a mind regulator a heart fix they told me that but i didn't know that for myself see they told me that if i trusted you you'd be there for me but i didn't know that for myself but job says after these forty some chapters of hell i've been through i now see you with my eyes be- You're not hearing what I'm saying. Somebody in here needs to know that whatever you've been dealing with, God says you you heard about God, but what you've been going through has been showing you God. It's not enough to hear him. You got to see him for your... That's called revelation. To reveal, to uncover, apocalypto in the Greek. I need to see him. So sometimes God has to allow people to do you wrong so that you can see God doing you right. Job says, I see you for myself now. And look at this, verse 6. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. So, So let's check this out. Job begins by having an inward revolution. Because watch this. We already learned we can't give to people what we don't have. So Job starts by having an inward revolution. Say it starts in me. Then we see Job shift to having a vertical revolution because look what he says. I repent. So he's repenting to God. He's repenting to who's above him. He's repenting to what is superior to him. So he says, I repent. And the word repent means I change directions. I'm not just sorry. I choose to change. Can I teach you a principle in life? Stop saying, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. That's why you're always sorry. The principle is I apologize and I repent, which means I know that I was wrong and my repentance is me making a conscious effort to not do that again. I'm not guaranteeing I won't, but I'm telling you I got plans on changing directions. See, you ought to be glad you serve a God that allows us to repent to where even if we don't get it right and we mess up over and over and over again, he just says, but do you want to change directions? Because if you want to if you want to change directions, I think I got some witnesses here. Won't he be right there with you while you're changing? He says, I repent. So, so he gets it right internally. Then he gets it right vertically. Uh, verse 7. And so it was, after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken to me what is right, and my servant Job has. Look at me, Harvest. It wasn't until... Because these three friends came and they gave Job a bunch of bad information. See, that's why you got to be careful when when you're giving people your opinion. You got to be careful when you give people advice. Be careful of taking advice from people who don't have to pay with the consequences of the advice you give. They're telling you, well, I would do this. Well, do you have some skin in the game? Because if you don't have any skin in the game, your opinion is just that. It's your opinion. And I appreciate the Lord for you and what you think I ought to do. But since you ain't got no skin in this here game... How many bad decisions have you made because somebody was giving you what they would do? The problem is, truth be told, you didn't really tell them the whole thing. Okay, y'all don't like this at the 1115. I think the 915 may get the award today. I got a competition going between you two. Watch this. After Job had an internal revolution, changed, drastic change. Then he had a vertical revolution. He changed. He said, Lord, I was wrong. This whole time I was blaming you, God, and it was really me. He said, this whole time I've been blaming other people, God, and it was me. So that means he had an internal revolution. Then he had a vertical revolution. And after that, then the Lord goes and deals with Job's friends. You're missing it. There's some people. You're like, when is the Lord gonna, Lord? I, you know, I don't want nothing bad to happen to him, but Lord, when are you gonna, you know? They did me wrong. Come on, don't sit up in that. Like you don't know what I'm talking about? It wasn't until Job had an internal revolution and a vertical revolution that God went and dealt with the people that did Job wrong. All right, all right. So let's move. Let's move. Watch this. Look, look at, look at verse eight. Uh, now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job. Notice the distinction the Lord makes. He says, my servant, Job. He doesn't call them his servant. This means God says, I want to make a difference here. I want you to know who I favor. Touch your neighbor and say, he favors you. Just case you didn't know. Bishop, how do you know he favors you? You're still here after all you've been through. You ain't lost your mind. You ain't six feet under. You're not locked up. You're not in some insane asylum. After... I know he favors you because after what you've been through, you should have lost your natural born mind. But he's been favoring you. Your, that means preferential treatment. to have somebody say, I know I'm favored. Verse 9. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite went and did. And I've taught on those before what those names mean and all that. Uh, As the Lord commanded for, for the Lord had accepted Job. Look at verse 10. I want you to read it. One, two, ready, read. When well, now, wait a minute. These were the same friends that said, Job, all this is happening because you're in sin. You're doing something wrong. God is mad. Shitter is in the hands of an angry God. But watch this. Job should have been mad. Job should have gotten even. Job should have been like, back then you didn't want me, now I'm hot, you But he wasn't. The Bible says, and the Lord... Restored Job's losses. What did he lose? Everything. When he prayed for his friends... You, you don't understand. Jesus said, pray for your enemies and, and, and bless those that curse you and pray for and love those that spitefully use you. So Job was implementing the principle that Jesus spoke of years later. But Job got a revelation of it for himself. The Bible says when Job prayed for his friends that the Lord indeed gave Job what twice as much as he had before. Now you shout over the double, but the road to the double was praying for those that had heard him. The road to him getting double was praying for those that had hurt him. Praying for those that he probably wanted to have a nice cuss session with. And don't sit up here and act like Denver like you don't know what a nice cuss session is. Well, let me explain to you what a cuss session is. No, I'm not going to do that. Look at verse 11. Uh, Say he got double. After he did what? Okay, so my question is: Who right now that they even thought of their name makes your blood boil? Who right now that 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 the that that the, that the, the sight? In fact, you, you try to walk another way, and you say, "I'm just being a good Christian." No, you're not. You're being a bitter one. I'm just trying to make sure don't no nothing start. Really, you that immature? Let's put on our big people drawers. Put the Spider-Men's away. Put the turtle underwear away. Put the princess underwear away. Who right now has hurt you or you perceive they've hurt you? Because sometimes your perception's wrong. They didn't hurt you. You cut yourself and put the knife in their hand. Okay, I feel like preaching. There's some folk where you say so-and-so hurt me. No, they didn't. You cut yourself and then found a way to blame them. Take it. I can't believe you did this to me. That's weird. That's thin line between love and hate stuff right there. We need to go have you see somebody. You became a self-fulfilling prophet, and now you're mad that your prophecy came to pass. Yes, you sat up and said, people don't never do me right. People always you sat up there and spoke that, and then you got what you spoke, and now you're mad because you spoke it. I got a question. What you asked for? <laughs> so look, who right now do you do, do you really want to say mean things to? But the reality is is, is God's word to use is very simple. You need to pray for them. Not pray on them. Not pray against them. Like, Lord, it really would be a shame if something happened to them while they were driving on the highway today. In Jesus' name. That ain't, that's not. Don't look at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Now, I know some of you are very religious and very spiritual and you're, 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 you're I know you don't have that issue. But that neighbor of yours? talking to them say pray for them which means father lord i pray for so and so and i pray god that you would be good to them that's what jesus said do now that's hard ain't it come on be honest because you want to ask the lord to do some of that number stuff open the earth (laughs) and consume them in a moment now when you got apostolic authority that's one of the things you can do but you don't have that so you can't do that Y'all hear? Now, look at verse 10, uh, uh, verse 11, rather. Then all his brothers, all his sisters, and all those who had been his acquaintances. Can I show y'all something? Look at this. And all those who had been his acquaintances. You missed it. Which means the scripture saying all the people that left him when he started going through something. All the people that quit fooling with him because he had a little controversy and a little issue. The scripture says that all those people who had been his acquaintances before, they had to show back up. And they came and ate with him food at his house and they consoled him and comforted him for all the adversity the Lord had brought upon him. But look at this last part of the verse. Each one gave him a piece of silver and each one a ring of gold. Which means God said, not only am I going to give you double for your trouble, but the people that dropped you when they should have been lifted you. And the people that should have been praying for you and helping you but kicked you to the curb. I'm going to make them pay you for the hell they put you through. Which brings me to this next point, which brings me to this next point, which is that uh, uh, don't get vengeance, get vigilant. Don't get vengeance, get vigilant. Now, we see Job. We see Job. Job could have gotten even. Job could have hated them. uh, But Job understood this principle of sowing and reaping. Job understood the principle of the boomerang. Shout boomerang. Job didn't sow what they sowed to him. Instead, he prayed and forgave. Now, hear me. Praying for and forgiving doesn't always mean that things return back to the way they were. Yes, sir. Amen. Now, we need to understand that because a lot of Christians say, well, I forgave them. But that don't, forgiveness and trust are two separate and distinct issues. I can forgive you all day long. I ain't got to let you nowhere near my car. I ain't got to let you nowhere near my house. I ain't got to let you nowhere near my dinner table. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. You'd be a fool for somebody to punch you in the face and say, I forgive you, and then stand right there to get slapped again. It's y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. So you're sitting up here mad at God, thinking God is asking you to be a punching bag in a doormat, and God is saying, I said forgive him. I didn't say nothing about trust them. Okay. Forgiveness and praying for people means that your actions, whatever actions people do to you, will not cause you to send out a boomerang you don't want to get back. Amen. So I'm not going to throw something I don't want to get. So I know what you did was wrong, but I don't have to do wrong in order to make equity for the wrong you did to me. Amen. Why? Because of the second point. Uh, I'm not going to get vengeance. I'm going to get vigilant. Romans twelve nineteen says this. Y'all still here? Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now look at this, leave that verse up for just a moment. Beloved, say that's me. Do not avenge yourselves. In other words, don't go getting even with people. Because they said something about you, don't figure you got to say something back. Sometimes the best response to a fool is silence. It's quiet in here. But rather give place to wrath. Now, wait a minute. We have what seems to be a paradox because he says, but rather give place to wrath. Well, you just told me don't get even. Well, why would I get wrath? Wrath is hot anger. Watch this. It's not talking about your wrath against people. It's talking about give place to God's wrath against people. So what do you mean? Look at the last part of the verse. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Not you will get on Facebook and repay not you will get on twitter and repay because you know people people we're bold and, and big to say stuff you know through these electronic meetings but they will never step to your face have you ever noticed how they'll email stuff to a bunch of vote but they ain't said nothing to your yeah. vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord now watch this in other words god says give place for my wrath my hot anger in other words he says i got this don't you worry about getting even don't you worry about trying to tell your side of the story? You can't try to convince folk that's already pre-committed to not believing anyhow. Okay, nine fifteen wins today. But I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give you a second chance. Basically, give me one more chance. Give me, give me one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, now watch this. Watch this. God says, I'm going to get even with them. Look at verse 20. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. Now, I didn't say bring him in your house and set him down at your table to feed him. You can go pick him up a number one with a Coke and drop it off to him. But it just said if they are hungry. If he's thirsty, buy him a harvest water. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Now, can I be honest with you? Um, And I said this to them this morning, I'm working out my own salvation. So you pray for me and I pray for you and we'll watch God change things. But what I like about this verse is the last part of this verse. For in doing so, you're going to heap coals of fire on their head. Now, let me tell you something. Everybody had some stuff happen to them. And we all like to feel like that, that inequity that we experience. I don't know about you. I don't like feeling taken advantage of. Amen. And I really don't like feeling like I've been used. When I feel like I've been used, I got to go see Jesus. Take me to the king. Because if I feel like I've been used, there is an Adam that I'm familiar with. Now, I didn't shot him a couple of times. Uh (laughs) Adam, old nature, old nature, old nature, old nature. Like, who are you talking about? Old nature, old nature, old nature. For in doing so, you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Uh, Sometimes, while you're maturing in your walk with Jesus, your motivation for doing right by people, even if they've done you wrong, might not be that you just want to be a good Christian. While you're maturing, sometimes your motivation might be, them coals is getting ready to drop. So y'all can't be real. Okay, all right. I know you're so spiritual and deep. Look at verse, look at verse 21. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now watch this, people sometimes take scriptures like this to an extreme that's not biblical but but foolish. Not getting vengeance doesn't mean you allow anything and everything, nor does it mean you're a doormat. But watch this, it does mean that we're supposed to be vigilant. Everybody say vigilant to be vigilant means to be careful and to watch for danger so watch this first peter 5 8 says be sober be vigilant which means be careful and watch for danger because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so watch this we are vigilant because the relationship issues and hurt and pain that we all encounter in a plethora of different kinds of relationships that hurt us have one purpose and that is to stop our faith from working I says, uh, have you ever noticed Focal will stop coming to church because of a relationship problem Folk will stop praying Because of a relationship problem And when we say relationship we're talking all kinds of relationships Focal will stop serving because of a relationship problem Folks will stop giving because of a relationship problem They have a problem with the person and not their God But yet their God gets the brunt of their problem With the person I can easily tell when our single Harvesters are in a toxic dating relationship You know I can tell We don't see them and you do sue them, oh, I'm just going through. Well, my question is, why you let that fool or foolette? That's feminine fool in the harvest dictionary. How they got so much power that they took you away from God and took you away from church. Why in the heaven would you give some, somebody that much power? So because they didn't call you back, you don't come to church? It's quiet in him. All right. Uh, moving further. Uh, Galatians 5 6. Watch this. Uh, say, hurt. hurt. Say, hurt. hurt. Say it again. Say, hurt. hurt. Hurt's desire is to stop your faith from working. Now, let me show you this verse Galatians 5 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, that, that, that means uh, Jews, non circumcision, non Jews, avails anything. But look at this last verse or the last part of the verse, rather, but faith working through love. Let me give it to you another way. Faith works by love. Have you ever noticed how good you feel when when the relationships you have around you are good? You ever notice how everything, oh, praise the Lord. Somebody said that was a good meal. Praise the Lord. Man, my feet hurt. Well, just turn it over to Jesus. Like, I'm talking about my feet hurting, but does Jesus... Jesus is going to go get me some, I don't understand what you're talking about. You ever notice how when the, the things around you are going good with people, how it seems easier to have things going well with God? Amen. When I watch this principle, but faith working through love. So check this out, check this out. The whole purpose of experiencing hurt and pain and all that in relationships with people is to get you out of a position of love so that your faith won't work properly without faith is it it is impossible to please god check it out by faith everything that happens happens so watch this faith is not just what brings the good to you faith is also what brings the negative to you because watch this faith is just simply a magnet faith attracts that which it believes So now watch this. He says faith works through love, which means then if I get out of my position of love, my faith won't work properly. So let's define love here in the Greek. It's the word agape. Let me make it simple for us today. It just means treating people right. If I let what you did to me or what so-and-so did to me, if I let that get me out of treating people properly, now my faith won't work properly. Okay, so watch it. The word working there is the Greek word energeo, which means working in a situation which brings from one stage to the next like an electrical current, energizing a wire, bringing to light a shining light bulb. Which means working here means it's an electrical connection. So check it out. But faith connects through love. But faith brings into the visible what was in the invisible, and it does it through love you're not getting it uh faith takes that which is in the spirit realm and manifests it in the natural realm you need to understand that if you're asking god to heal you healing was settled two thousand years ago it already exists in the spirit realm what you needed for it to manifest in the physical realm but it happens through an electrical current called but faith works through love you'll notice it's real hard to pray when you're mad at people have you ever notice how it's hard to worship when you're mad at people? A lot, a lot of our young people are mad and they're angry because they got issues with mom or dad or the absence thereof. And so they're mad. And so when you talk to them about spiritual stuff, sometimes it, it takes a while for it to really penetrate because they're angry because they, they, because they don't want to treat you right because they're mad. And they don't really want to talk to God because they're mad. They don't really want to be spiritual because they're mad because what the enemy did is he got them out of their love walk. So since they're out of their love walk, now they can't have a faith walk. So now, watch this, because they're mad and because they're angry and because they're hurt and because they're bitter and because they have pain. Now, all of a sudden, their spirituality is affected and infected and it doesn't work. So they won't pray. They won't do spiritual stuff because their faith has now been deemed inoperable. Excuse me. It it doesn't work. Okay. Touch your name. Say neighbor. neighbor. Treat me right. Heavy D said it like this, do me right. Y'all knew it over here, huh? Check this out. Uh, This week, matter of fact, the rest of the day, because some of y'all, this is going to be tested as soon as you walk up out them double doors. I mean, you ain't even going to get past the, you're going to cross the carpet and you're going to think about something and you're going to be mad as heaven second Sunday (sighs) whenever something comes at you with people and people issues and hurt and pain and you want to get mad you got to stop and say what breakthrough have I recently asked God for because what okay I'm going to help somebody because what this problem with a person just revealed to me is that what I'm praying for is evidently closer to me than I can even perceive it because for there to be this problem with this person, Satan wants to get me out of my faith walk by getting me out of my love walk and I'll be doggone if I be this close to it and miss it because you got an attitude, baby. In the words of the vice chairman, Deuce I, you will not get me out of my love walk. You are not going to get me. To, I know you want me to cuss you out. I know you want me to cuss But you are not. You are not going to get me angry. You're not going to get. You're not. You're not. Now, what's this? What's this? Touch your neighbor and say, I, I revoke that power from you. you. ain't going to start up with me and make me lose what I've been praying for. You ain't gonna start never. Been. I, I've been waiting, I've been waiting eight months to get this breakthrough. And you think you're gonna sit up here and cop an attitude with me and make me lose what God has ordained for me. No, I'm gonna treat you right. Boomerang. I'm gonna treat you right, even if you treat me wrong. Watch me still be nice to you, watch me still pray for you, watch me, cause I because I because I I just found out that. That my faith is its electrical current. Man. And if the current is broken, on, on, on Wednesday Night Live, y'all all yes, right? On Wednesday Night Live, we, we had a first. Uh, we had, during the middle of the worship experience, we had a, uh, a power outage. And, and the power just, at first, I thought it was something else. And so, and so I just, you know, I thought it was something else. And, and so, <laughs> I'm like, what in the world are they back there doing? Pushing them buttons. Leave them buttons alone. Stop I'm just I was like, somebody, what somebody did that? Somebody, what's going on? And so, and so I was like, what in the world is going on? And then it did it again, did it again. And it was in stages. The power—it literally went out in stages. And later on, we discovered that there was some kind of transformer that had some issue. And, and in this area, there were 19 uh, uh, Excel uh, Energy customers, or what have you, that had this power outage. Now, here's what I want you to understand. What happened is, is that the electricity left the plant properly. But when it got to the transformer to be connected to this campus, there was a break in the connection. Yeah, You understand what I'm saying? So when you experience pain and hurt and bitterness and all that with people, you got to understand it's trying to blow your transformer because it's already left heaven. It's already left the spirit realm. Now you got to make sure you don't blow the connection between what God has already released. Does it make sense? All right, so, so touch the neighbor and say, I'm going to treat you right. Oh, touch the other one and say, I'm going to treat you right. Some of y'all got some folk. You probably need to text and tell them I'm going <laughs> to. Now, 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 watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here, here's my third point, and I'm through. I'm through for my note takers. I, I wanted this to, to be somewhat pedagogical in nature so that we could get it. Pedagogical just means scholastic in its approach theological in its postulation this is what you're talking about i just want you to get it okay that's what i'm trying to say throw the boomerang in other words sow what you want to reap now this sounds really simple right but i've discovered that sometimes the simple things are the difficult things to master got it sow what you want to reap so here's my question here's my question why are you expecting a return from a boomerang you've not sent out Remember the boomerang comes back, but you have to throw it out in the first place. You have to send it out in the first place. You have to sow it in order to reap it back. So here's my question, is 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 why are you expecting something back you've not given? You want people to be loyal to you, but you're not loyal. You want people to be real with you, but you fake. Now, whatever shoe fits, just put it on. Wear that thing and just say, all right, this is the last day I'm wearing it. Don't sit up here, oh, I can't believe he's saying that. Listen, it's about time that we had a revolution in our relationships because normal and average isn't working, and church folk got to get this relationship stuff together because if Jesus died, he died so you could have good relationships, not sit up and live in hell all the time. So if the shoe fits, put that thing on, wear it, bend it, bend it, wear it, move it, do what you got to do, and then take them suckers off and leave them here. So, so, so you, you want people to be honest with you, but you a lie. You can't get it back because you didn't send it out. You can't reap it because you didn't sow it. So let's go on and deal with money too. Lord, just bless my finances. Lord, just bless me on my job. You don't tithe. You don't give an offering. You act like your $15 was doing a lot for Jesus. And if that's where you're at, praise God for that. I'm just saying, how are you asking him to open the windows of heaven and you gave him less than you gave the lady last night who served you your dinner? Oh, okay, all right, that's cool. You don't look at me like that in my church. You don't come up here like that. Now, the next time it's coming off. <laughs> Messing these buttons up, keep playing with them like that. we going to pop off. It's getting a little loose. It's tight. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Uh, watch this. Watch this. How do you expect your children to, Bishop, they just won't listen. Can I tell you a secret? Come here. Shh, come here. Secret, secret. You don't listen. Because if I ain't no child, yes, you are. The word child is the same as the word kid. The word kid means a sheep. You are a sheep. I know you are because I'm your shepherd. So you are a sheep. You don't listen. You do your own thing. you grown and no wonder why your 12 year old acts grown no wonder why your 10 year old acts grown and they sitting up here looking at you like I dare you to say something else to me mom (laughs) say something where I come from where I come from Some of y'all know about that. In the south where I come from, when when they take a pause, you better run as far as you can because it's getting ready to be some smoke in the Who are you talking to? And then they start calling on Jesus and now you know you're in trouble. Ooh, Lord Jesus, you better help me. Lord Jesus, you better help me. You better just run and hide for the remainder of the week need my privacy mom, get a job yes. then you can have some privacy you, matter of fact, take that door off the hook you can't have no door no more when you go in the bathroom, take it off yes. mom, I'm naked I, and I, I, I brought you it up in here And yes. mom, don't look through my phone, matter of fact they got to call me to call you and when they want to talk to you, I'll patch I'll give you the phone now who is this? I don't know no Julius. Where you from, Julius? Well, it's nine o'clock. My daughter can't talk on the phone at nine o'clock because my daughter is not some look. She is a curse breaker. And-, and another thing, while I'm on it, time out is nice. But the book says some stuff a little differently. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, what am I talking about? Uh, boomerang. Uh, says, be seated. Be seated. Because see, sometimes parents, you get angry. I just gonna say this. You get angry at your children, but you forget you the one raising them. where they learn that? Preach. Preach. Bishop, lay hands on them. I can't lay hands on them because they keep going home with you. So me laying hands ain't going to fix what you keep showing them. All right, all right. What I was trying to say don't be mad at them for not listening. Your boss said be there at nine. You knew they weren't gonna be there till ten. So you figured to yourself, oh, I just get there about nine fifteen. Okay, so you can't you threw it out. See, y'all don't like this endeavor, huh? Y'all just want me to tell you, get ready. God's getting ready to bless you. He will when you start throwing the right boomerang. And you're blessed anyhow. Touch your neighbor. Say y'all already blessed. Come on, let's graduate beyond that and move to kingdom stuff. Let's move forward. Amen. Amen. All right. So, okay. Can I give you one more example? Yes, sir. So, so you said, Lord, I just, I just really wish I had some faithful friends, friends that, some ride or die friends, some ride-or-die friends. But you don't give that to people. I, I so loyalty to people. Loyalty, I told you all this a million times. Loyalty is a big thing for me. Loyalty is everything for me. Loyalty is currency with me. Literally, loyalty will buy stuff with me and from me that uh, ain't normally on the market. Now, now here's the deal. So, I sold that. So, because I sold that, I, I expect a harvest of that. Because I sold that. If hey, Bishop Foreman is in your corner, that check cashes every day, all day. Now, my question is, Now, we all want that, right? Nobody wants people that are going to be wishy-washy with you. You ever listen to somebody talk and just get so disgusted listening to them talk? Because you're like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) And then you get real mad. See, when I I go over the top, i got a way to control it, though. I just... So if you ever see me closing my eyes, you'd be like, "But just stop praying. Pray for Bishop. Pray for Bishop. <laughs> I'm just praying. I could be cleaning my contact. Here's my point, though. Here's my point. Here's the point I want to make. Here's the point I want to make. Here's the point I want to make. Is that you shouldn't expect back what you're not giving out. Now, here, here's what happens to us. Here's why we don't do that. I know why we don't do it. Well, we don't. We, the reason we don't do it is because we say, Bishop, I did right by so-and-so. And so-and-so didn't do right by me. And so that doesn't work. But that's because we have a basic misunderstanding of where we should expect the boomerang to come back from. So here it is, and I'm through. Ephesians 6.8. Y'all learned something today? Ephesians yeah. 6.8. Here it is. Ephesians 6.8. They're going to put it up for you. Right now. They're putting it up for you. Oh, the boomerang. There it is. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will get back from the people he did it to. Oh, that's not what it says. Knowing that whatever loyalty anyone shows, he will receive that loyalty back from those he showed the loyalty to. Knowing that whatever money somebody lets somebody hold, he will get his money back, like they said, on the 15th. (laughs) Knowing that whatever ride somebody gave when somebody's car was temporarily incapacitated. They will get a ride when their car is temporarily incapacitated. No. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. You know what makes us think we're justified in not treating other people right? As we say, well, if I treat them right and I got treated wrong, I'm not going to get it back. That's because you're expecting the harvest from the wrong source. The harvest comes from God, not from the people you were necessarily good to. So let's look at the verse. Knowing that whatever evil anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Knowing that whatever gossip anyone shows, he will receive the same. Knowing that whatever anyone does, he's going to get the same from who? From the Lord. So watch this. Let's reverse it. So then that means whatever you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. Whatever you block for others. Look at the verse. Knowing that whatever good anyone does. So the word good could be removed. And just knowing that whatever anyone does he will receive the same. We can remove the word good because good is not in the B part of the verse which tells us that good was simply painting a picture and an example of of what could be implemented there in the place of good. Because he didn't say, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same good from the Lord. He just said he'll receive the same. Which means now I can input anything for good and I will get the same. So knowing that whatever favor anyone gives somebody else, he will receive the same from the Lord. Knowing that whatever grace and mercy... That I do for anyone else, I'll receive the same from the Lord. Knowing that whatever I pray uh-huh, for somebody else, I'll receive the same from the Lord. Knowing that whatever, I get it back from the Lord. Not necessarily from the people I gave it to. So the reason many of us get hurt is because you're like, I did this person right. It could be, again, we're talking all relationships, right? It could be your BFF. And you gave them that designation after two weeks of knowing them. Which explains to you why? It's quiet. So let me ask you, what do you want to receive from the Lord? Name some stuff. Let's be interactive today. Since the nine fifteen already won the turn up award today. <laughs> what do you want to receive from the Lord? Come on, somebody talk to me. Favor? Happiness? Health. Forgiveness, financial blessings, growth, healing. What else? Prosperity, friends. How many of us have them? What else? else? That's all y'all want? That's why y'all make this so tough, hard to work a job here. You got to want some more out of life. Huh? What's magic? A mansion. All right. Okay, I'll work with that now. All right, I like that. What you want, Donna? would she say? Special walk. special walk with the Lord. Okay, let me tell you what the old folks used to say. Just hold on to his hands, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the one in church like, what are they talking about? Where is his hand at and what does that mean? <laughs> his hand is his authority. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, hold on to his authority, which means submit to authority. At... <laughs> now you know his hand. All right, what else y'all want? Business. Good marriage. I heard of Bentley. All right. All right, ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, here's my point. So, so we got all these things we just named, right? Look at the verse. Knowing that whatever good anyone does who receives the same from the Lord. So here's, here, here's the principle. Whatever you want from the Lord... You must first do and do to other people. You want an opportunity? Give somebody one. You want a second chance? Give somebody one. Now, caveat, asterisk, that excludes Ike's and his companions. Now, I ain't talking about that. because some of y'all just get confused when you say second chance. They ain't going to say nothing to me, so I got to go there. See, they ain't learned yet. If they, you're going to learn. If you just say amen, I'd move on. You want favor from God? Favor somebody else. You want some money? Sew so something. Want some new clothes? Give yours away. Man, I got these yours for $20. $20? Man, just give them the shoes. Man, I got this charger for this 1988 phone I ain't used in years. I sell it to you for ten dollars. Ten dollars? Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Knowing that whatever good—or uh, we can remove the word good—we can put anything there. Knowing that whatever anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. So here's the here's the principle, and I'm through. Somebody shout boomerang. boomerang. Shout it again. Shout boomerang. Boom. Sowing right doesn't always mean you'll reap it from who you sowed it to. The return comes from the Lord. So don't get angry when you were nice to somebody and they were mean to you. Say it doesn't work. No, it does work. Just don't expect the person you sowed it to to be the person you get it back from. You have the wrong expectation. Now I know somebody said, but Bishop, shouldn't you expect people? Listen, that's the problem. You got all these shouldn'ts that ain't Bible. You got all these opinions that aren't biblical. I just figure if I do right by somebody, they should do right by me. But the book just told you, expect it from the Lord. So, what boomerang do you want to get back? Because that's the boomerang you got to sew. That's the boomerang you have to throw. You want better relationships? Be better. You want better communication? Talk! I'm just praying for better communication. Here's the open up your mouth and say something. We just don't communicate because won't nobody say nothing. Let me prove it to you. If you go to eat after church, after you go to Cold Stone to support the Harvest Foundation for Back to School Sunday, look around and you're going to see there are certain tables where ain't no talking goings on. Then look at their hands. On some of those hands, you're going to see rings on the left hand. And everybody else gonna be talking hee hee he, he and at some tables ain't gonna be no talking going on. And that married couple that morning, we just Lord help our communication. Well somebody needs to say something. Looking past one another. You know I'm telling the truth, don't you? (laughs) Am I telling the truth, Harvest? Lord, just help my faith. Do it. Lord, just give me the strength to do it. Do it. Just do it. I just need the strength to do it. You know what somebody needs to do? Push you in the water. Well, I was a little kid. I was a little kid. And I'm closing, but I just want to tell you something. I was a little kid, um, somebody pushed me in the pool. huh. And I'm going to release it today in church. I'm going to release it today because <laughs> I'm still hurt. <laughs> they pushed me in the pool, and it wasn't no kiddie pool, y'all. They pushed me in what was the equivalent at that time to me, the ocean. <laughs> you should have just pushed me in the Atlantic or something because this is, if my feet can't touch the ground, it really don't matter how much is down there. It's just real deep to me. If, if I can't do this here, then, you know. <laughs> and they pushed me in the pool. And, it's, and I've told you story before. And as far as I was concerned, I was, I was drowning. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And what got me is I looked over to the side, and I'm thinking somebody's going to come to my rescue. You know what they're doing? They were laughing. So then I got real indignant because I'm thinking, now, you see me struggling for my life. I got to preach the gospel when I grow up. And I got to change lives when I grow up. And you sitting here playing with me in this here water. And so I got out of the pool. And you know how you get out of the pool, you got all that chlorine and stuff in you. And so all of it begins to come up out of you. And it's coming out and coming out and coming out. And I I'm saying, to me, I'm like, I almost died. And y'all sitting up here laughing and eating barbecue. <laughs> Time out. Give me another hot link. Here's the point. I didn't die. Yeah, I think you understand what I'm saying. There's some faith steps that some of you need to take, and you're scared to take because you're like, "What if I drown? What if it don't work?" What if I fail? What if I throw the boomerang out and it takes longer than 20 minutes for it to come back? Sometimes you need to get pushed in the pool. And that's what God's doing in some of your lives today. He's pushing you. He's like, I was trying to just let you hop in. I was trying to let you put one foot in, but since you didn't want to do that, now don't die. In fact, learn how to walk on it.
0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less
1: and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today.